When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we're all in take five. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Hey, congratulations to Chad. He is uh, last hour, one uh, picked up a pair of three-day passes to the Carbock Round Rock Classic, that college baseball event out at the Dell Diamond this weekend. He'll be uh, taking in games today, tomorrow, and Sunday, if he pleases. To uh, he and a guest, we got oh, another yeah. pair to give away coming up. You want to get out to the Dell Diamond, see Texas State, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Washington State, and Kansas in round robin action. Well, that's going to be a fun event. The weather's going to be perfect for it. We said anything outdoors this weekend is uh, is on point. It's going to be nice. On point. So yeah. if, if you like Rod couldn't uh, find the, the calendar time to get out and enjoy National uh, Margarita Day last night, you can take it into the weekend, right? There's a grace yeah. period on that bad boy. Yeah, you can do a, a belated celebration sure. of uh, National Margarita Day. I'm certainly doing it this weekend. You're doing it. Oh, yeah. And I've earned it, my friend. Mm-hmm. That's happening. all earned it That's out there. It's happening tonight, maybe tomorrow, too. I'm going to double uh, up. No, we used to be we used to occupy left field, which is still cranking. But uh, Yeti Yard will be cranking. Dishwalk Field, you know, the home opener last Friday night mm-hmm. was the largest crowd for a home opener in the history of the program. They'll go again tonight with California Polytechnic coming in. Oh yeah, Kyle like Polly, the Mustangs. Mm-hmm. Trying to hit another home run into that Yeti Yard. We got two of them in there. One Grand Salami. Yeah, the first night. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jalen Flores, the young shortstop, with a mm-hmm. grand salami into the Yeti yard. Then on Tuesday night, Ryland Galvan, the uh, young young uh, catcher. What's the uh, tradition when they hit a home run Yeti yard? Everybody just throw the drinks up in there? They do it like Austin FC when they hit a goal. They, they had a special section of Austin FC and Q2. Everybody just, if you got a drink in your hand, no matter if it's a beer or whatever, you, go you got to chunk it up in the air. If you go back and watch that, I think so. Is well, that what the, it is? Well, when Ryland Galvan hit it on Tuesday night, it, was, it looked like a bunch of students, frat guys out oh, there. So I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just and, and they were jumping around so much they didn't realize that the ball like rolled up under their feet. Oh, like, oh, they, 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 the home run ball's right there, bro. Did they get the ball? Uh, eventually, I think what the, what the camera yeah, turned off. Frat guys aren't concerned with that, man. That's, <laughs> they're partying. They're celebrating. That's, kind of, that, that's the energy you want, though. That's the vibe you want in the year. 100%. Year. You want that vibe. 100%. I you mean, it's, it, a, yeah, it's a party. As you said, they, they'll probably expand it into the right field uh, they're gonna have area, to. too. It's too it's too good of an idea, and, and and I guess that 140 whatever it is capacity that's not enough now. I mm-hmm. mean you got you got to get there way too early, and then it, the people who, like you said the people who post up there they're not leaving. The seats are too good, and especially if they're frat guys. They're yeah. gonna just post up and and it's BYOB. And that's gonna be Ty this weekend. No, it's gonna be exactly <laughs> Ty posting up. He's gonna be BYOB. By the way, BYOB is like when you buy stuff in other parts of the venue, right? It's not. No. B- is it BYOB like bring whatever I want from my house? Oh, they messed up. I don't that. think you can bring like <laughs> bottles, glass bottles. It's not, of liquor. It's not New Orleans. No, you yeah. can't bring, you, bring, you can't bring a jug of Tito's in there. Ty. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm like, you say BYOB, my mind thinks BYOB. I, I have this nice uh, backpack Yeti. That, I mean, it holds. It can hold as much as like a regular Yeti. I think I'm just going to fill that up with beer, so I don't have to like, haul it they, around. They do have concession stands in there, two of them, by the way. 
Mm-hmm. Don't be telling me. Don't be telling me BYOB because I'm thinking like. Are we for sure that code. it's BYOB? Yes. It did. Yes. Okay. Well, what do you think's Occupy left field? They're sitting out there, and that, that's where you come so in. So is right this there supposed in left to be field. like the official version of Occupy left field? Kinda, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's an expansion of it. Yeah. And the if idea. you're ever out at Occupy left field, they're you know cranking cranking no, pulp right. lights and grilling and having a good old time. They're not buying concessions stand food. And that, that's how you get in, is you come right past the guys that occupy left field and you know, go in the gate there. That's true. That's a good point. Hey, um, Man. yeah, they do have uh, attendees there kind of overseeing the situation. They do yeah. have concession stands in there, so you can yeah. buy other things if you wish. Oh, hey, um, before we get to our headlines here, can I play this for you? Because we said it earlier, bullish or BS. Here's Bob Costas. This was actually on with Gail and Charles Barkley. You know that show they do on CNN now, Charles Barkley and Gail King. And what what is it called? Like it's, I don't even know the name. Uh, no, you don't know I think it's yet. once a week they do it. Barkley yeah. does it, and uh, here was Bob Costas. Is uh, that King Charles or something? King Charles. Is that the name of it? I think it's something they tried to be clever with it. Yeah. Something clever, but it's yeah. Charles Barkley and Gail King, and here's Bob Costas, the guest. I believe you hear Gail King asking the question, but uh, here's the assertion uh, by uh, uh, the, the the legendary commentator Bob Costas. I want to talk about the Super Bowl that's mm-hmm. coming up. What excites you most about the Super Bowl? Because well, it is like nothing else. I think the Chiefs now, it can safely be said, are America's team. The Dallas Cowboys have had that moniker for a long time, and they're still a glamour franchise, but they haven't been to the Super Bowl since the mid-90s. For a hot minute, they were saying Detroit is America's team. For a hot minute. Sentimentally. Yes. Yeah, they would have yes. been a sentimental favorite if they got to the Super Bowl, and it would have been a great storyline. 49ers are a good storyline, too. But now the Chiefs have been to four of the last five Super Bowls. Yeah. They have the best quarterback in the game, even That's though there are others really yeah. who are really good. He's exciting. He improvises. He's charismatic. They've got him. Andy Reid's been around a long time, went to the Super Bowl with Philadelphia, and now with the Chiefs. They've got Travis Kelsey and his romance with Taylor Swift. He yes. was a big deal to begin with, and now it blows up bigger. Yes. Plus the State Farm commercials. Yes. You don't have to know a screen pass from a field goal to know something about the Kansas City Chiefs. So they're America's But team. you guys. There you go. I disagree. There, <laughs> of course you do. Uh, well, and Rod, you've got the actual numbers where the uh, TV yeah. ratings would indicate the Cowboys are still the most watched team. Yeah, but, but, but not very by close. much. Not by much. There's not, uh, okay, well, there's not Kansas City Chiefs fans beyond Swifties all around the world or the nation. Like there are but, Cowboys but That's fans. what I'm saying, Rod. Those kind of like – But that's, those, I say America's team. He's not worried but, about the world. But one of the reasons nation. the Cowboys became America's team is a lot of young people grew up and loved the Cowboys because of so what much. they won. They There's so a much. lot of young people right now who are going to grow up and their favorite team is going to be the Chiefs. I think, I think what, what Bob Costas is predicting is, you know, 10 years from now, you're going to have a lot of those. Did uh, that happen with the Patriots? Not really. I know. It was weird, right? It didn't happen with the Patriots. because I, I, It should have, but it didn't. Why didn't it? Because well, we didn't have a lot of Patriots, like a lot of Patriots sure. bandwagoners all well, everywhere. Well, because they, they had more drama and, and, yeah, and you're right. clandestine activity going on, That's not true. like the the soap opera here, right? Spygate, Deflategate, yeah, this, this you have, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. This you have this dynamic quarterback who's transcending the game, who who we're comparing his, to his people. His family's like, annoying, but he's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, that annoying <laughs> family brings a lot of you know clicks on the internet and uh, social media talk yeah. about his brother and his, his wife. Wife's now in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit yeah. Edition. Oh, you're right. Yeah, a lot of drama surrounding it, and that's why the last line of Costas's point there was, you know, you don't have to know anything about football, and you know about the Kansas City Chiefs. You know about Patrick that's where it, that's where it transcends. That's where it crosses over to where young girls are tuning in to watch the game with their dad because Taylor Swift might be in the suite, no, and we might see right. her. That's true. And the Swifties want to be there, but so yes, that that it's not like the immediate, but what is the result of that? The result of that is ten years from now. I mean, the Chiefs gonna are going to have a lot fans. of young people that grow up yeah. and they live somewhere else, but they like the Chiefs. Yep. 
That's true. And Patrick Mahomes, uh, by the way, going to play a long time. Oh, yeah. He's going he's gonna to play another That's 10 years. That's the other part, right? Yeah, they're he's going to play another gonna, 10 years. There's, yeah, 10 years from now, he'll still be playing. He'll still potentially. be playing. <laughs> At a high level, probably, too. At a decent, yeah. No, that's a good point about the Patriots. And that's though. why I compared it to the Cowboys of the 70s, because that is how America's team was built. You had this, you know, Roger Scalbeck was, the, you know, the American hero. He yeah. was, played, he was, won the Heisman in the Navy. Mm-hmm. He's a Patriot, right? He, he was, uh, and then he was Roger the Dodger, man. He was an electrifying player to watch, and they had great teams, and they had great characters, and Tom Landry with the stoicism, and, um, you know, they were, and that, that, just, that, uh, that bred a, a generation of Cowboys fans. That's true. No, you're right about that. And, and then Jerry Jones, the ultra, ultimate marketing machine, has branded it and sold it and, and kept it going. He even has, though they haven't won. That's, they that's haven't huge won. credit to Jerry. It really is. It's still man. considered America's team with 30 years not in a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's amazing, actually, to be considered America's team. Well, think have, about it, though. Yeah. All the former Cowboys, the, you know, they were great in the 70s, and they were great again in the early 90s. And all those guys that were on those 90s teams are still doing television. Like, they're mm-hmm. calling games. Yeah. They're front and center. I mean, Troy Aikman and, uh, and Michael Irvin and, uh, you know, all these guys are still very center of attention. You know, Moose Johnston. Uh, because the TV networks knew these were very popular players. That's true. So we celebrities. Won. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right about that. That's just interesting that the Patriots, they never had that because I will say it's about the Patriots. The Patriots, they you're right about the controversies. Maybe that's what like They're kind of seen deterred as a lot of yeah, a lot of fans from latching on to the Patriot brand because they, they didn't. Even though they had a, a dynastic run for a decade, they really didn't have a lot of fans around the country that became feel Patriot like it. fans because there wasn't a lot of uh, you know yeah. soap opera stuff. There was you know off field murderer, <laughs> you know everything. There's that they were doing were negative right Spygate, Deflategate, Aaron Hernandez. Um, they had a celebrity quarterback. They, they had did. supermodels. That's they true. had Gronk, who was wild and crazy. It's just weird that they didn't build a larger. I guess fan you could base. argue that maybe the negative kind of outweighed that kind of stuff. The, the Chiefs, whatever you think of the Chiefs, they don't have a lot of negative. No. The most negative thing was Andy Reid's son. And a drunk yeah, driving really, incident, yeah. right? I mean, that was negative. But yeah. as far as the team, no, uh, they so. are becoming villains because because they're winning so much. But at the same time, they, they haven't done much to to not like it. It's like the Astros in baseball; they're on this run that's very similar to the mm-hmm. Chiefs. But you know, they're all they're all seen as cheaters, right? And so if you're not if you're outside of Houston, you hate the Astros. Yeah. That's, uh, whereas that's if you're right. an Astros fan, you you appreciate what they're doing. But at the same time, outside of Houston, they're hated. You're right. It just happens when you win a lot of games too, though. For sure. The Golden State Warriors are hated. But they brought in KD, though. That's what, that's what amplified it. <laughs> yeah. right, good stuff. We'll take your thoughts, Bob Costas. doesn't mean you have to agree with it. Ty does not, and maybe you don't. But uh, it, it does feel like there's going to be a whole generation of Chiefs fans now based on what we're watching here. I, I will say, it, honestly, the Cowboys still being – because the Cowboys are a different type of TV show. That's the different – this is the thing. The Cowboys are a reality TV show, and we like reality TV. They are. They're reality TV shows straight up. They give you constant content. You don't even always know where the plot's going. I don't even think the Cowboys know where it's going half the time. I know where but it's going got... every year. <laughs> exactly. Well, it ain't not to the Super Bowl, all right? You know that. But Not people... beyond January 15th. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, Micah Parsons, do you know that Micah Parsons has the, the best-selling jersey in the NFL? Yeah. Best-selling jersey. A lot of quarterbacks, everything. He's got the best-selling jersey in the league, guys. Micah Parsons. Why? Because Micah Parsons keeps talking. Michael Parsons is a character. Jerry loves that, by the way. Jerry loves the fact that he has the best-selling jersey, and he's always in the public discourse because he's always got something to say, whether it's about the Cowboys or about another team. And I, honestly, that's the culture of the Cowboys. They're a reality TV show. We like reality TV in this country because it's unpredictable, and they like it because it's cheap to produce, and you don't necessarily have to have any substance or any real talent <laughs> or really any plot 
And the Cowboys are that to a certain extent. They're just a the reality TV show, the best in the NFL. You know, they, in the last 30 years, they've had as many good seasons as bad seasons. Yeah, exactly. They, it's not about winning. No, it's no, not. It's about it's, entertainment. And entertainment. Jerry, and Jerry selling hope. And, yeah. Uh, and then when they fall short, who to point the finger at and blame and which coach to fire. And that's part of the drama. That's yeah. part of the reality TV show yeah, drama that we like. Yeah. And, right? And everybody knows it centers around Jerry Jones, who pays attention. But at the same time, Jerry's the owner, so he's not going anywhere. And he likes being a character. He likes oh, being he's the lead one, character. He, exactly. He likes being one of the characters on the TV show. That is also part of the problem. He likes that. He's the, a lot of uh, owners don't like that. He loves it. He's Captain Stubing of the Love Boat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's captaining the ship. He is. Hey, can we get yeah. to the headlines, the other trending topics? Want to hear from this uh, Johnny Manziel sound that I thought was pretty provocative or at least interesting on Johnny Manziel. Uh, Rod's going to take us behind the burn orange curtain this hour. We'll go at the turn as well. But first, the news. Top stories presented by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment in their brand new location right there in beautiful. Buta USA, Buta Texas USA America. How about the Texas System Board of Regents yesterday? They approved it. Rubber stamped the new contract and raise for uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Boost his guaranteed salary to over $10 million annually. Neil deal runs now through 2030 for Coach Sark. Uh, four-year extension makes him one of the highest-paid coaches in uh, the country after, of course, leading the Longhorns to the Big 12 Championship last season, their first appearance in the college football playoff. Board of Regents also approved extensions for tight ends coach Jeff Banks, offensive coordinator Kyle Flood, and defensive coordinator Pete Quitkowski, man, it's going to be a busy weekend of Longhorn Athletics. As we mentioned, UFCU Dishfalk Field tonight. The Longhorns open up their second series in the young season, hosting Cal Poly. First game set for 6.30 tonight. They'll also play 1.30 tomorrow, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Second-ranked Texas softball team off to that dominating 8-0 start. Five of those eight wins have come by run rule. They're going to host the Lone Star Invitational beginning today at McCombs Field. Uh, also, Louisiana, Colorado State, and Stanford are part of that. Uh, college hoops, Roddy Terry and his Longhorns will make their final scheduled trip on the, on the books to the venerable Fog Allen Fieldhouse to face ninth-ranked Kansas. Uh, Longhorns own 2-17 and 17 all-time in that historic building. Game tips tomorrow afternoon at 5 o'clock. Uh, also, the fifth-ranked Texas women are in Orlando at high noon tomorrow to face Central Florida. Q2 Stadium will be packed in frenzy for the first time here in 2024. Austin FC will open up their regular season hosting Minnesota United at 7.30. NBA back from its all-star break last night. The hottest team in the league right now, the Dallas Mavericks. They made it seven in a row last night. They picked up where they left off before the break. They beat Phoenix uh, 123-113. Luka Doncic, 41 points. Kyrie Irving added 59. Houston got blown out in New Orleans. Spurs lost at Sacramento as they continue that rodeo road trip. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. A new year and a new store. Come see our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. Topgun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Uh, I would say yesterday we did foreshadow the uh, a story from, uh, I got it from On3, but we talked about the new EA Sports college football game and how the players who opted into the game um, so they could use their name, image, and likeness would get $600 as a flat fee for their name, image, and likeness. And I have heard over 5,000 college athletes have opted in. So it's it's happening. Uh, that's, all, that's close to half the college athletes they need that are opting in from like 130 different schools. So that's good news. But we talked about how $600 seemed a little bit low uh, considering the settlement before they discontinued the game when they were paying uh, for the players whose name, image, and likeness they used without their permission was $1,000 on average. Some guys got five plus $1,000 um, for their name, image, and likeness. 
and $600 just seemed a little bit low. We talked about how some big-time players, big-name players, might decide, nah, I'm opting out because, you know, my brand's worth more than that. Uh, the free market has decided I'm worth more than that. Uh, they have accounted for that because it was reported now by ON3 uh, that <laughs> there are basically separate deals. Uh, Open Doors, EA Sports, they signed side deals with the top players. Uh, in college football from each of the teams, and those deals will be worth more than the $600 opt-in fee. Uh, those players include one Quinn Ewers, <laughs> uh, because he's among the star players in college football, uh, K- uh, Clemson's Cade Klubnick, who's from right here in uh, in Austin, um, Jalen Milrow, the Alabama quarterback, Travis Hunter, the wide receiver slash DB from Colorado, um, Will Johnson, the cornerback from Michigan, Donovan Evers, the Michigan running back. Uh, you get Tosh Brooks from Texas Tech. You get basically every I'm team. assuming Shador Sanders. I'm assuming Shadur Sanders. <laughs> he's probably holding out for more money, honestly, yeah. knowing him. But, yes, basically they just kind of took the star players, probably their highest rated players from every every team and decided, hey, man, let's make sure we got these guys. Make sure we got the stars. If we get the stars, then everybody else will come, right? It's kind of the – I think that's the theory is that, uh, yeah, there's certain guys who are going to opt in regardless because they just want the $600 and good for those guys. But just in case we get a lot of guys wanting to play hardball, let's sign separate deals with the big money recognizable names. And then I think most of the rest of the college football guys will decide to sign for the 600 or, you know. To to use your word, Jags, which is not a negative, just a guy, right? If you're just a guy on a college football team, 600 bucks, you'll take it. Hell yeah. All day, every day. (laughs) But then the guys who are, are, you know, going to move the needle, as they would say, obviously they're, and they, because of NIL, they have representatives now that can, you know, work these deals. Work these deals. Yep. So it makes perfect sense. Um, also, you wonder, you know, Arch Manning has said through, through his grandfather that he's not going to take any NIL money until he's a starter. But he's going to be offered this because he, he'll be on the game. Um, he opts in. And I'm, he, I'm sure they might sign him to a separate deal, too. Honestly, well, that's why that's why that's why I wonder because because yeah. Archie has said that you know he can't remember he did, well, he that did deal it for charity for, so you know, they they you can sign his separate deal and he could do some charitable charitable yeah some charitable promotion with it so maybe that's how they do it because in the video game obviously you can put your backup quarterback in if you want to I mean you can you can bench the starter that's doing it trust me they were doing it back when Sims and oh yeah <laughs> the that game. Yeah. they were doing it back then they'll do it again this time yeah hundred yeah, percent. So we'll see. That's interesting. And uh, obviously the video game, we don't know when the exact um, you know, release date will be, but it'll be – they'll do well. They're still working so. on the details of it because they still haven't gotten all the guys to opt in. Uh, they also announced that um, – and I think it was the EA Sports vice president – that they're going to have individual uh, playbooks. He says that EA College Football will have different playbooks and play styles that match every team. You almost could say there's 134 different ways to play – uh, this is what the EA VP and group general manager said. So they're building, they're getting playbooks, which which you can get from coaching clinics. Coaches and coaching clinics, they give out their favorite plays. There are actually now uh, entities, organizations that will track individual plays, play-by-plays. Hell, I track personnel groupings and formations. You guys know that. There are people that, that get way deeper. They got algorithms and AI doing the work for them uh, that can track exactly how many plays, what types of plays, formations that teams use, and they can pretty much, you know, obviously uh, make that a part of the game. The, so I think that's probably what they're doing. The playbooks have been in there for, like, the, in, in the game. I'm sure they'll expand on that, but they've had, like, yeah. the, the, the team-specific playbooks in, in the earlier versions of the game. 
one of the things I'm most excited about that they, they mentioned uh, in that release statement or whatever was that they'll have NIL and the transfer portal will be in the game in the dynasty mode. It's got to be, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. one well, obviously the twelve team playoff, and uh, you'll yeah. you'll be able to edit rules and stuff like that. But that I'm I'm really excited to see what they'll do with the NIL and the transfer transfer portal, like how they'll integrate. Now. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, I'm assuming that if you're a mid, if you're playing with a mid major program and you got a really good player, that if you're playing a season, that man, or like they said, that dynasty mode, you, that guy will get poached. Yeah, you know, well, and that's, my, that's the way it works. My assumption also is that they'll have actual brands in the game. I'm like Nike or whatever. You know, people will spend money that way to be in the game and be like, oh, you got a. Uh, well, maybe not local. They'll probably have fictional, smaller level local sponsorships. Yeah, they'll make up. They'll make up some people. But oh the, the bigger yeah. ones, you know. And I'm, I, I don't, how do you? I'm so excited. How do you generate? How do you generate more nil money? That's going to be the question, right? How in the game? What can I do to to build and to expand my nil revenue base? If you're like a mid major, or even at any school, like I wonder what they do. It's got to be a process. It's got to be something. Do you have an NIL ceiling? If you're at a Memphis or you're at a Toledo, it can't. You can't be. You can have you know a hundred million dollars in NIL revenue Hold if you're on. at Toledo, but you can't at Texas. I mean, how are they gonna do it? And how do you raise the funds on the game? Well, that was that was one of the fun, like one of the flaws in the former games, were that you could go to a Hawaii or a Toledo, and you could still tech, like if you. Tr- if you put all your resources in, you could sign the number one player in the nation. Like there was, oh, there was some, yeah, there was some, you know, I, yeah. I wouldn't know what to call it. Some. Hold on, who's playing this that's, video game? That's playing unrealistic. With, then, yeah, I don't like that. Who's playing this video game? Playing with Toledo? Uh, oh, man. Me. That's, some those, people. Those are the ones yeah. you, you want to start as the worst teams. I, I mean, Texas State was in the most recent version, and it was the year they became uh-huh. D one. So I play all the time as Texas yeah. State and make them and put them in the Big Twelve, make them all in right, national like. I want to say at one point Kevin Dunn was playing with like Georgia Tech or something. Like they, it, it's weird when you really get into games. Some people they I, I just hardly play ever with play with Texas. Teams. I hardly yeah, ever yeah, play yeah. with. Te- I try to get to Texas because you can get. The, there's a coaching carousel in the game as well where you get offered you know better jobs oh, at the end of the year. That's that was yeah. that was one of the new additions in the the later you know thirteen and fourteen. But That's so cool. Yeah, that no, is way it, too it, elaborate. You start because you can start as an offensive defensive coordinator where you only coach the yeah. offense, only coach defense. Yeah. You get a head coaching job. It's so in depth. I, I'm, I'm Damn. That is I can't way wait. Too That's immersive. legit. That's, it really does sound cool though. Like I can see how people get uh, kind oh, of into course. way I mean, you're too dedicating into it. days of your lives on this thing. Yeah, y'all, y'all think y'all think fantasy football is an addiction? Yeah, that is easy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a couple minutes. I mean, you're talking to somebody. You listen to somebody who grew up playing like Pong and Space Invaders. Exactly. I mean, this makes my head spin. Tecmo Bowl. Tech was, you know, how you got deep yeah. into it back I mean, in the day. You're, you're, man, you're recruiting. You're getting out of NIL. I mean, I get it, but that's who has time for that? The transfer though? portal. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, how do so can your player your player would just randomly want to hit the transfer portal? Huh? Well, that I, would I ha- they had the tra- you got to deal with. They that. had transfers in the old games, but it was just yeah. But now you have no. Now it's like they had penalties and everything, but now yeah. there's obviously more transfers, more freedom. So they have to account for that in the game. They got to let guys who just decide now. I'm leaving. I'm gone. I was a starting quarterback here, but I want out. Like, how is that random or? I'm praying on- that they don't screw this up because EA yeah. has not done a good job with Madden in the past probably ten years. Uh, the is lab- that right? Oh my God, no! It's been the same game essentially every year for ten years. They haven't added anything new. This is their opportunity to get their you know their credibility back in the game. I will say that. The NFL doesn't. The NFL changes its rules a lot, but the NFL game doesn't change that much. I would say college football changes more 
Yeah, oh no, I'm just like yeah, in even like Ma- the Maddens I used to play growing up, like Madden 06, 07. Like there You're was saying the technology no, has the, gotten there, better. There was more detail in those older yeah. games, like okay. the story, like the made up storylines yeah, within yeah. the franchise okay. mode. Now it's just like the, in the scouting and stuff like that. Now it's just I it's kind of it's rinse and repeat. They know right, they're going to so get their is, money. It's kind of okay. These, these games are obviously That's a good point. Fantasy, fantasy sports for for guys, right? I mean, essentially yes. what these are, just like yeah. fantasy reality TV, or as yeah. you said, golf for guys. We're gonna do our at the turn coming up because I would say, man, who can spend five six hours doing this? Well, that's what a golf round of golf takes. Why you drive over there, warm just up, a, and play yep, eighteen holes and come exactly, home? Yeah, exactly. Same <laughs> similar obsession. Go practice and yeah. beat balls on the range. Yeah, you guys will go coach. play around the golf, but then you want to go hit the range for an hour or so just to work on the golf got game. Got a putt. Got a putt. And, putt and work. Yeah, so exactly. How many hours you spend a week on that? <laughs> if you want to be good, a lot. Exactly. Same thing. Ty, Ty wants to be good at the game. You got to spend a lot of time on it. No, my girlfriend this week, because she, she was sick, so I was playing some video games while she was over at my house. And she and I and I keep, I keep on just like, dang it, dang it, like, you know, complaining. And she's like, you know what? It really seems like you just suck at all the games you play. <laughs> like, you, all like you, it is. You get on to relieve some stress, <laughs> and you end up getting off more angry. They're angrier than you started. Hey, what mode do you play it on? Do you play it on the most difficult mode? Oh, you got or to. Do you-, you got to. Okay, so you one of those guys. You always play the most difficult mode. You never. Okay, that's, that's, I want to make sure because some people don't play. Because I know in Madden, people don't play on the all Madden mode. Oh, it's it hard. Is crazy. No. It is super hard. I can't it's ridiculous. win. I can't beat the. computer. Nobody can. Nobody can beat the computer when they put it on all Madden. It becomes like everybody's Patrick Mahomes. Like everybody's like all pros at all pro level. It's a, it's so annoying. Well, you're saying, well, I don't. If you're playing all Madden, that means you're playing kind of an all pro team. That's basically well, hey. yeah, that that level. Like every player plays basically their best. Like their scores or whatever, they will play that on every play. They'll be that on every play, achieve that on every play, which is not football. We know that. We'll keep you posted on the video game and the ratings they come out. And then, of course, when the game actually comes out. Uh, All right, real quick, somebody made a great point on the text line about the Chiefs conversation of Bob Costa saying they're they're now America's team. The one thing that the the Cowboys have that the Chiefs have not had previously – is the hatred, right? I mean, the Cowboys yeah. are, are the American team because they're the most liked team, but they're also the most hated team. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs are getting that now. Mm-hmm. That's another thing, right? With, with, the, with the Swifties and everything that went on and Taylor. That's and, true. They're now starting to get the hate. I agree with that. To go with the, go with the love, right? Yep. And that's, that's what could separate them because now you've got people who just hate them. Oh, man, not the Chiefs again. Oh, man, not the Chiefs yeah. again. Oh, man, not Taylor Swift again. Now they're getting married. I mean, uh, those mm-hmm. are the things. That will drive the hatred. I agree. And that will be generational. That's why the Cowboys are America's team generational, because they haven't won, but they're still liked by a lot of fans, and they're hated by a lot of fans. Everybody, either you love the Cowboys or you love to hate the Cowboys. That's right. And you're right about that with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, I, I, I'll, you know, it's a great quote from the uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Either you die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. When you start winning for that long, America's going to hate you anyway. They're just going to stay. We, that's why they hate billionaires here in America. Is, uh, well, this year you had they want to see the fall from great after you take after you rise and you ascend to greatness. The fall from grace is just as entertaining. Well, and to this America. year because of Swift and Kelsey, it got divided on political lines. Now yes, it's like, you know, already right great, and left. Great point. Great <laughs> yeah, point. So it's like yeah. Oh man, what's next year going to be? Yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to be bad next year, y'all. They're going to be the favorites again, and someone's got to beat that dude. Fifteen. All right, we'll come back when we do. And it is amazing that Micah Parsons sells more jerseys than Patrick Mahomes. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. That, hey, we'll, <laughs> we'll come back. We'll go at the turn. We'll hear this Johnny Manziel sound and at the turn. Brought to you by Callahan's General Store. Uh, Johnny, uh, really candid Johnny. with Shannon Sharp talking about uh, who he let down along the way and that he does really feel terrible about uh, some of the, you know, the way he acted. We'll get to that coming up. It's pretty good stuff with uh, Johnny Football. Plus, Rod will take us behind the burnt orange curtain, which is always really good stuff. Uh, off the record for the end of the hour on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. 
Well, in Williamson County, we had a crash clear, and that's the southbound toll 130 near Highway 79. Just a few broken delays through there as things ease up as the wreck is gone. But southbound I-35, south of Highway 29, Georgetown area, here we go. We got a crash blocking at least one lane, and so that's problematic. Frontage of I-35, Grand Avenue Parkway had a wreck. and never did see a big delay on that access road because of that. And we caught a break here. We had a report of a serious crash southbound Mopac near 2222. It is uh, causing a little bit of a delay toward 183. We see that anyway this time of day. And some of these others are clearing up too, like on the south side of La Crosse, northbound on Mopac, had a, a vehicle fire reported. That's been tapped out. 183 on the north side, uh, Cedar Park at New Hope Drive. That crash is done. And westbound on 290, heading out of Maynard. It looks like that crash at Old Kimbrough Road uh, never did materialize. I'm Don Miller, and that's your traffic. Sunny days are ahead as Ironworkers Local 482 Union is hiring 3,000 people right now for a huge new project. Maximize your potential today by applying at ironworkers482.org. That's ironworkers482.org. Ironworkers Local 482, headquartered right here in Austin, has been building Central Texas since 1935. You've seen their skilled craftsmanship every day as you drive around Central Texas. Like the Pennybacker Bridge or Darrell K. Royal Texas Memorial State, if it was built to last, it was built by the craftsmen of Ironworkers 482, who are looking to hire iron and steel workers, and they'll train you at their expense. Be part of Austin's economic development with a secure future and incredible benefits. Ironworkers482.org. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with everything I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of dry AMD called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, colors appear dull or washed out. For others, hazy or blurred vision make it hard to see details, like fine print on price tags. Many have trouble seeing in the dark, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you think you have GA, don't wait. Treatments are available. Ask a retina specialist about FDA-approved treatments for GA. And go to gawon'twait.com. Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. Hook them up with the Rod B. Rolls on. We are at the turn. They're playing the uh, Mexico Open this weekend, Rod, on the PGA Tour. Speaking of golf, and of course, Callahan's General Store and our buddy Charlie, huge golf fans, want to help you keep your yard golf course condition year-round. They have everything you need, the people, the products to make that happen. But get on over there. Mexico Open features uh, Evan Von Royen on top. He shot 63 yesterday, one better than uh, David Lipsky and uh, some other guys. It's a kind of a no-name tournament over there in Mexico, Rod. Puerto Vallada, not a bad bad place Ooh, to hang out. No. As we said, this will be, uh, you know, Tony Finau is probably the biggest name there as far as, as I can see mm. on the leaderboard. But um, – uh, that will lead to the Florida Swing, which begins next week, which includes, you know, stops with the Arnold Palmer Invitational and 
get down to Miami and Doral and all those fun things. That'll be back next weekend. Uh, but so when at the turn this morning, I wanted to play this Johnny Manziel sound. Seemed like a good place to do it because Johnny Football, we were just talking about EA oh. Sports and the video game, right? I mean, what would Johnny Manziel be worth 10 years later, right, on the NIL front <laughs> for the, the rock star he was? But, of course, uh, in the club's Shay Shay, Shannon Sharp has, does a podcast and has, gets unique guests and talks with them. And this was pretty good. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff. We played some of the, the, the funnier stuff, or at least the allegations about Kevin Sumlin yesterday mm-hmm. and $3 million from his dad to stay for two more years at Texas A&M, um, all those things. But this is, this is probably the realest part of it, the rawest part of, of Johnny Manziel that Shannon Sharp was able to dig to. Here's Johnny talking about, you know, looking back on it, he's, he, he let a lot of people down uh, and didn't live up to, to what he should have been. Here's Johnny Manziel with uh, Shannon Sharp. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There are people saying Johnny Manziel will be bigger than LeBron James in Cleveland. I think that person is Skip Bayless. <laughs> <coughs> he definitely believed in you. He does. He, be- he believed in you and his thing to his credit. When he believes in a guy, yourself, Tim Tebow, Baker, Baker. Yeah. Skip. <laughs> I love you, bro. Uh, I hope you know that, uh, it was always love. And I, I honestly feel like I let him down, right? Right. I remember watching First Take religiously and being able to see him come on there and ride for me when everything was going on. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the passion in his voice and the way he was animated when he would talk about me. Um, so when I sign, I go to Cleveland and this, you know, Johnny Manziel will be bigger than LeBron. Like, okay, you got your clickbait, you got your headlines right. for that week type of thing. And it was never, ever going to be a reality. Um, but because of me signing with LeBron and Mav, I had the opportunity to even be great in my own right. Right. They gave me the best fighting chance and built a team around me. And the thing that I realize now is the reason why they're probably still pissed at me to this day. They don't lose. They don't, they don't bet on anything that's not a sure thing. And what I did and the way I carried myself and the way that I was in my time during Cleveland was pure and blatant disrespect to them for giving me everything that I could have ever needed to be successful. So something that still to this day, I think now that we're talking about it, I haven't completely truly got over yet, you know, how I let them down. Um, and I remember, and this is how bad off I was whenever I was in Cleveland. You know, LeBron would text me every week to come over to the house and watch a game or play poker with the boys and just tried to be there. And I was so depressed for the first time in my life that even my biggest role model and inspiration in my life couldn't get me out of bed to come and hang out with them. You know, when I went to the Cavs games, I went, I was in, I was out. I didn't really grasp and latch on um, to him in a way that I should have. And he tries to take me under his wing, right? And I'm just kind of nudging it away because of where my mental is and being just fully depressed in where I was in my life. Is that an excuse? Absolutely not, because at the end of the day, the respect that I should have for them giving me everything should trump all else. And 
the shame that I have for letting guys down like Cedric Aboye and like Jake Matthews and Mike Evans is the same shame that I carry with me to this day about letting down Joe Thomas as a guy who's in the end of his Hall of Fame career and is looking for somebody to come in and lead this team. And then you get me. It's tough. You know, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to have been the guy that have let down some overall really great athletes of my time and of my generation. Something I carry hopefully with my head high right now, but at the same time internally, I know it eats me alive um, because they did more for me than I gave in return to them. Mm -hmm. And what a shallow kind of selfish way of life that I was living at that point in time. And I have a lot of regret. Like I regret wasting a couple of Joe Thomas's last years in Cleveland. I regret disrespecting LeBron and, and not making Taking sure the situation. Not making sure what it meant to me, showing him that I give up enough to just do what's right, to listen to Mav and listen to the team they built around me. You know, it fucks me up that I messed up our second year at Texas A&M and we went seven and four or whatever, because that was our chance to win a national we title. We him off the game against Duke. Had a cool game against Duke. One that was like a legendary kind of tale on it, but like I almost wish to this day that we lost that game because I would have came back. Right. So us having that legendary run against a bowl game that's kind of like, kind of wish we would have lost because then I would have came back with a vengeance. And I probably wouldn't have got drafted because I would have gotten in trouble. Right. But it doesn't sit right with me certain things. And those are three things. How I wasted my 2013 season how I treated the legends in that building in Cleveland and how I treated LeBron and Matt. And, you know, from there, I can even take it a step further and say in 2016, I don't think I treated Drake the way that I should have with representing the clothes that I was wearing and his OVO brand and his label and everything. You know, at that point in time, I was so selfish that I was dragging everybody that was tied to me through the mud. Now it's regret. I'm not harboring on this in this in any kind of way. I'm just calling it exactly what it, what it is in the way that I feel about it. And, you know, I owe those people apology. And hopefully one day down the line, I'll be able to have the opportunity as a man to be able to look them in the eye and be able to do that. Wasn't that good? That was powerful. It really was. Good for you, man. Good for you, Johnny. I mean, it's like I said, he, he had his demons and we all do. But um, he seems like he has really had that man in the mirror moment and been able to come to grips with, you know, getting help and now with, you know, how he treated people and the relationships that he had and how he should have valued those relationships and didn't. And, you know, he'd probably be at a different well, different look, area man. of his life right now if he had valued those relationships with LeBron and Drake a little bit more and stuff like that. Yeah, so and that's, good for him, man. That's, well, you hear that. I mean, I'm going I'm to assume I'm a he's a Johnny gonna be, fan after that. That's powerful. He's going to be asked to because look, this is the fear of NIL and these these young college players getting a lot of money now. Like Johnny could have ten years ago and was he was getting the money, fast money. yeah. Well, you know, he can be an advocate to, to, to speak to those people and say, hey, man. That's true. I'm looking back on it now saying, man, I wish I had done this. I wish – I can't go back. I mean, yeah. father time wins. I can't go back and do it yeah. again. I don't get that chance again. Now i got to nope. do other things and make apologies. And, you know, he can be a strong advocate and a powerful advocate for, hey, y'all, I know you're 15, 16, 17 now, and, you know, great things are going to happen. Um, and you've got a chance to make some real money in your college years. 
don't blow it. Appreciate the relationships. Appreciate who's what they're trying to help you. I mean, gosh, I know he's an Aggie, but if I'm Sark, I'm bringing him into the locker room to talk to some of my guys. You it know really what I mean? is. I mean, I'm with you on that. I don't disagree with that at all, man. I, I, I think he's got a lot to share in terms of the life lessons that he's learned and about, you know, fast money. And about, like you just talked about, you know, networking, valuing those networks that you may. I mean, that's a, lot, a big part. Of, I mean, Nick Shuley talks about this all the time. You know, that's kind of his goal in the NIL yeah, These space. kids aren't a bubble anymore. To, they get to negotiate yeah, and deal network and them. network. Work into and the big donors and boosters. Tap and into the, the most, power of the University oh, of Texas. Some of the most powerful people in the state right, uh, want to help you and support you. And now there's not a wall set up by the NCAA that says, no, 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 you guys can't interact. Now you can meet these people. These people can teach you. You can, be, you can actually be mentored by these people. I mean, it's, that's the powerful, I, I think, the powerful element of NIL that people don't talk enough about is the networking element of it. Now the, there is no wall between the boosters and the donors and the players and the student-athletes. That's 100% true. You get to know these people and they set up your life well, after that sport. Well, I've always argued sport. been on the radio so long. I mean, and I think some of Vince Young's struggles in the NFL, oh. Ricky Williams for sure, is they kept them in a bubble. Yep. They, they didn't let them. Then they got to the NFL and it was like culture shock. Yeah. Then like, everybody's trying to get something from them. Oh, man, the media is really actually pretty mean yeah. and they yeah. want and they want they want something from me and no this is this can help them grow up quick but at the same time it's going to give them a lot of money in their pocket early and yeah. got to grow fast got to grow Man, fast Johnny Manziel yeah. can I mean, cuz think about that you're you're signed by Maverick Carter and LeBron I mean as he said they don't they don't lose y'all they don't they don't bet on losers I lost I mean that was embarrassing for them I mean Drake uh, he mentions obviously the players he let down yeah uh, he, he so that's good I mean and that's cuz that's going to be a lot of people's fear for that IL and these young guys getting all this money but you know uh, he could be a, a strong force for good that, that could be something totally that I would encourage him to yep. to use his words to, to help others and look back because he because we all know once you once you miss it no, you miss that opportunity you, you can it do is. the next great thing but you're going to miss those things and when he and the, be, and the best thing for him to do now that he's missed out on those opportunities is to make sure that the uh, others that don't actually make those same mistakes. That's Keep exactly. some young people from making that same mistake you made. You know, just, right? just, you know, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not singling out Quinn yours because he's doing anything wrong. No. I'm saying, yeah. hey, man, you have a chance to be the first pick in the draft. You have a chance to be a great quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, and, yes, you've already got a bunch of money in your pocket and yep. you're driving nice cars, and, and, but you've got to earn it every day. You've got to go get it. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, I think Quinn has a real good head on his shoulders. He's a very faithful guy. He's very opposite of Johnny Manziel as that, as that pertains to it. But same time, people like him uh, to, to stay, on the, stay on a good path. That's good um, stuff. Just because you get money. All right, appreciate all the text. Club Shay Club Shay Shay, bring yeah, it. Yeah, Club Shay Shay, I tell you, people just open up. He's got a, he's got a gift. For, I mean, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. People do seem to go there he and open them. up. Yeah, it's like Larry King had that ability too. Sometimes some people just got it, some people don't. All right, that's a little yeah. longer and at the turn this morning. Let's uh, get it, get it wrapped up. That's at the turn. Brought to you by Callahan's General Store. Uh, always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. Rod's got us behind the BOC. At the Turn is presented by Callahan's General Store, helping to keep your yard in golf course condition year-round for 45 years. It's always a good day to make it a Callahan's day. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What? What? Is behind that curtain. Yeah, I do think some people just have that. Man, Trey Ellen used to have that. He has that ability, too. He used to do great interviews with people, and people just seem to they get comfortable with you, open up, willing uh, to tell you yeah. things that they never would share with other people. And you're considered basically a total stranger for them, um, but they can disarm you, like you said. Okay, uh, a couple of topics real quick that I want to hit before uh, I know we're up against it here. 
the video game. We talk a lot about the EA Sports College Football video game that's coming out, and they're trying to make it as realistic as possible, right? Using the playbook, style of play. Uh, you know, they obviously that's why they want the name, image, and likeness uh, approval of all the players and want them to opt in so they can try to make the likeness of the players as close as they can to uh, to reality, all right? So, and they, they, they want to build on this game, right? They want this game to at one point be, you know, kind of virtual reality, 3D AI, kind of the modern uh, era of gaming. They would like college football to embark on that at one point. It becomes really, really popular. It becomes interactive, right? You can use your Apple Vision, whatever the hell, for it. So they want to make it, like I said, as close to the re- the real thing as possible. And one of those, uh, I think one of the factors is to try to make the environments as realistic as possible. Uh, the fans' reaction, that kind of stuff. They actually have the broadcasters they're going to use now. They're going to use the ESPN guys, Kirk Herbstreet, uh, and you know, Chris Fowler, David Pollock's going to be uh, used. That Jesse Palmer's going to be uh, one of the broadcasters. And one of the questions I, that I have is, will they put the horns down in there? A lot of Longhorn fans get offended by the horns down. I get it. Hell, VY once punched somebody in a strip club for doing the horns down. Got a lot of street cred for that. But if the game's going to be realistic, Longhorn fans, you're going to see the horns down more and more in the SEC. You saw it more than ever, right? Your last year in the Big 12. Hell, we've had two horns down discussions, controversies even this year. Yes, they should put the horns down in the new video game, and it should be prominent. Right, it's because it it comes up a lot. Even when the Longhorns aren't playing, remember we talked about this. Even when the Longhorns are not playing, and maybe they won't do that, you'll randomly see the horns down. And it usually comes from somebody who considers them a rival, a rival or um, a periphery, you know, a peripheral kind of rival to Texas. So I think they should put it in the game. I'd be happy for them to put it in the game. I'm sure somebody over there is thinking about it. Uh, don't shy away from it. It is one of the great symbols in college football. I'm talking about the horns down, by the way. Uh, we know the horns up is, is our thing. All right, we love the horns up. But the horns down is becoming one of the great symbols in college football. It is basically the equivalent of the middle finger in college football. People just throw it up when they get emotional or when they want. Uh, when they want to kind of stick it to the man and they throw the horns down. It, sh- it should be considered one of the best forms of free media in all of sports, which it is. Everybody immediately knows what it's referencing, um, and they know exactly what brand All right, they're referencing when they do the horns down. So I think they should do it. And I know some Longhorn fans may not agree, but it should be in the video game, and it should be featured a lot in the video game. Uh, okay, really, well, real quick, um, and we w- want to get to this. Um, we'll get to it another, and we get to our other burnt behind the burnout curtain too in a little bit more detail. But go to ontexasfootball.com. My man CJ Vogel wrote a really good article there about the breakdown of the wide, the new wide receivers on the four acres, the guys that came through the transfer portal, Isaiah Bond, Matthew Golden, Silas Bolden. Um, obviously, he puts Jontae Cook in there too. He didn't come through the transfer portal, but basically looking at who are going to be the top four wide receivers on campus, breaks down their their numbers, the alignment of where they uh, were used uh, in their uh, in their careers uh, so far before they came to Texas, average depth of target, um, so all deep down the field these guys were targeted, got drop rates in there. It's really good uh, stuff, and it's, it's really kind of breaking down in a thorough fashion how these guys have been utilized and weaponized so far in their career um, and kind of projecting what Sark is going to do when these guys come on campus it's a really deep wide receiving core last time Sark had a wide receiving core this deep you could argue was at Bama right that 2019 year when you got uh Jalen Waddle and uh, Henry Ruggs and you know the Devontae Smith and I mean you just had Jerry Judy you know I think you even had uh Mechie among that group too he was like the fifth wide receiver I mean they had the deepest wide receiving core in all the college football and one thing that they 
that they, the Sark did, I should say, that they uh, weaponized. They threw out four wide receivers on the field at one time. They, they they called it their red package. It was ten personnel, one back, zero tight ends, and they just blitzed the opposing team with speed and with explosivity. And I think Texas could do that. Jaden Blue in the backfield, all four of the receivers we mentioned, Isaiah Bond, Matthew Golden, Silas Bolden, Jontae Cook. Uh, this is something that Sark has in his bag already. He could break it out again with Texas because he hasn't had a receiving core this deep, and you want to try to maximize as many of those weapons as possible, look out for it. He loves his tight ends because Sark runs a lot of 12 personnel, runs a lot of big 12. He says tight end is the second most important position in his offense behind quarterback, so he doesn't like to take that that position off the field it kind of fuses the spread elements and the power elements in the run game for him but he does make exceptions uh i've seen him put out 20 personnel out there and that's taking a tight end off the field uh and that's because he had the deepest running back room in the country with Bijan and rojo uh and he won three wide receivers on the field it's possible just at times to sprinkle it in as a complimentary personnel package we see that red package this year um, and with 10 personnel, four wide receivers on the field, and usually that means nightmare fuel for a defensive coordinator, really good chance they'll probably end up calling a timeout to try to match up, or they'll let it go, and it'll lead to a really explosive play or even a touchdown on that play because there's going to be matchup advantages across the board. So look out for that article. It's on TexasFootball.com. My man C.J. Vogel, go check it out. C.J. Vogel, always doing great work over he there. He's doing great work. Uh, uh, we'd love doing the Longhorn live stream with him on Tuesday nights, and yeah. uh, you know he'll be. I'm sure he'll be over at uh, – the Yeti Yard this weekend. Yeah, he's a baseball. He loves he's a baseball, baseball guy, too, yeah. on top of well, the football. Well, he follows all the sports. He's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> locked in. Uh, all right, good stuff right there. Yeah, we've got video game talk. Johnny Manziel, a lot of response on the text line to that Johnny Manziel audio. Uh, several people you know, see him in a different light now. Yeah, I, I did, too, when I watched it. I mean, you, you just normally hear Johnny Manziel, I don't want to say blaming others, but really not taking account for his behavior. Mm-hmm. That was always an issue. Uh, I think a lot of it came from as he grew up, Rod. But um, I remember t- when he was in high school out there in, in Kerrville, uh, I had you know friends who coached football that oh, yeah. saw him run into the end zone and like get to the, you know, turn to the uh, student section and grab his crotch and wow. do the double bird. To, yeah. And no one reprimanded him. No I one know. went over That's... there and pulled him off the field. Yeah. Uh, they would throw a flag on him or something, you know, whatever. No, but... but that should, yeah, you said that should have been a chain of command of consequences for him, right? It should have been the flag. Then the head coach should have said something. Then the dad, when he got there, should have said something too. But everybody was caught up in it. Well, you know what would have happened with your dad or my dad if uh, I go, what? Well, they would have been on the field. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, dad would have came to the sideline and then pulled me probably to the back of the bleachers or something and went and got after me. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, mama would have been mad, disappointed when I got home talking to him. Co- oh, Coach Nolan would have had, wouldn't have had that either. Coach Nolan was yeah. he was old school. Well, that's the thing, and they, they, I remember talking about it in real time when Johnny was getting in trouble in college. It's like, man, no one's ever held this guy accountable. Yep. No one's mm-hmm. ever because he's right. good because yeah. he helps you win games. Yeah. All right, we come back. We will uh, pick up the conversation. It's off the record time, Rod. You ready yeah, to go off the record? Yeah, ready for it. Hey, we're coming Got back. A good one. Hook him up with the end, Rod B. DD. Mega doo-doo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break the egg comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Uh, Oh man, I think uh, 
Take Dead Aim Friday and Off the Record, Rod. I just opened our uh, window shade here. I like it. OC compound, and uh, we look out to the number 14 hole on Onion Creek North. Oh, the yeah. The north course, and right over here there's a green of the par three, and uh, I can always tell which way the wind's blowing, <laughs> and if the wind's down, because that's, that's north and that's south if you look out the window. So I just opened it, and uh, wind is down, at least at this point. Wind so is down. on the golf course on a day like this, and the wind is down, take that aim. It was friend. blowing, like, yesterday and oh, the day yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty gusty outside. But at least if you're playing golf this morning, take that aim, mm-hmm. as Harvey Pennick once said. Uh, so right. what you do when it's windy, you got to count for the wind? Yo, yeah. So you got to play the gotta wind gotta a little bit. Adjust it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a bad time. hunt with yeah. the wind down. You're, you. you're, you're, you're going at it. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, I see that. I don't know that kind of stuff. I'm not a golfer. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I can see it from several windows out of our house. It's like, oh, wind's up, wind's down. Yeah. I do the old school, throwing the grass. That's what you do in football. You to pick up some grass, oh, throw it, man. throw them out, see the direction of the wind. That's what people do that on a golf course. They're like, what are you, what are you even doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to go by the pin, right? The flag on the Why don't pin. You start with hitting the ball straight yeah, before yeah. you start doing wind aided yeah, grass tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. That's what they see on TV. Uh, Rod, what do you have in uh, off the record, my friend? So apparently, um, and I got this from several different spots, um, there was a uh, Mozzie Smith apparently had a storage locker. I don't know if you guys saw this. And I guess he didn't pay uh, the, I guess he, yeah, I guess he stopped paying on the storage locker at one point. And yeah, apparently there was like a lot of really cool stuff in there. It said he didn't make the payments for his storage unit. It was auctioned off. For under 2K. Um, and they said they found a Michigan playbook, a Jim Harbaugh playbook, found cleats. There was a safe in there. They don't know what was in the safe. What? He must have just forgot about this. You had to have. He had just forgot he's about it. got the money to pay it. He's of course he's got the money. Pick. Yeah, so he just forgot about it. It wasn't a money issue. But, man, man Jim Harbaugh's playbook was in there. If you're a team, don't you want that playbook? He's going to kick some of them plays up to – I mean, that's going to be – because he took his defensive coordinator up there with him, right? If you are playing against Michigan or you're playing against the Chargers, don't you want that playbook? Yes. So, I, I mean, I would try to get access to that thing. I mean, that's not cheating. Yeah, I mean, I would, you're acquiring information. You're, you're acquiring – I mean, that, they had a player, that former, your former players left a playbook somewhere. I don't, I don't know if that's against the rules to try to acquire that playbook, but if I'm a, a team – I'm going out of my way. I want that Jim Harbaugh playbook. I want it. I want it. I think it's good stuff. There you go. So that was off the record. I don't know why Monty Smith didn't pay his storage unit. He must have forgot. I, I, we had one of those for a while here near the house, and I, I, it was just auto-drafted. That's and, how you and, should do and, it. And if something, like I had to change credit cards, she'd call me within like three days. Say, yeah. Hey, oh, and they, they call you because I've had one, and I used to pay monthly. But they, they, won't, they won't auction it off until like you like six months oh, delinquent. Oh, yeah, you got to go gotta six be, months without paying. Yeah, you got to go a long time to be delinquent. They want you to pay for it. They don't, they don't want to have to Come do on, that. Come on, Mozzie. Well, it sucks he lost a lot of good stuff. Yeah, hey, I'm Jim Harbaugh. I'm upset. Yeah, like, my, dude, my you lost my playbook, man. My playbook is floating around out there just randomly. Come on, bro. I need you to return that to the facilities. But hey. there you go. Uh, well, yeah, I would, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I'm just calling Connor Stallions and use his military capability. <laughs> go find my playbook. Go find my playbook. <laughs> yeah. Get it back to me. Get it back. Hey, You're Connor, on the task there, Connor Jack Stallions, Reacher. He'll do it. Connor yeah. Stallions will get it done. Connor Stallions. That's a new movie plot. Okay, uh, Major League Baseball uh, about to start up, Rob. We're in spring training, spring training oh, games. Yeah. And players are facing an unusual problem now ahead of the uh, new season. How about this? Players and fans have already voiced concerns about the new jerseys being worn this season in uh-huh. spring training. Uh, apparently, the the pants and the jerseys are see through. Say what? See through. 
why would they be see-through? I guess the the new jerseys were designed by Nike, manufactured by Fanatics. Hmm. Uh, they've already also drawn criticism from fans who say they look cheap, feeling flimsy. But apparently, the, the, when they wear the whites, especially in the pants, that you can see through them uh, when the sun's shining. Okay. Yeah, well, that's... You know, like, a, like a lady in a the, see-through white dress or yeah, something? the ladies will enjoy the sun that. hits it right? Yeah, the ladies will enjoy it. There oh, you yeah. Go. Or whatever. I just be ladies. Whoever wants to see it will enjoy it. Uh, Tony, of course, it's gotten such a, an issue that Tony Clark, the MLB Players Association head, has been contacted by plenty, a bunch of players saying a lot of rhetoric. Here's Tony Clark. A lot of rhetoric uh, is confirmation that the pants are see-through. Wow. It's been an ongoing conversation where each day has yielded something new that doesn't seem to make as much sense as you would like it to make. <laughs> wow. It's disappointing we've landed in a place where uniforms are the topic of our discussion. Yeah, um, but I want to see them now. Now that got me intrigued. I want to see, yeah, are they actually see-through or are people just I can't use find more of their picture. imagination with I it? I can't find a picture that well, enough have complained about it or seen it because now the spring training games are started, so people are watching these games. And yeah. I'm assuming it has to do with sunlight and, and sweat. Know, yeah. Sunlight, sweat, probably. It's probably the combination of that that makes them a little see-through. With UT yeah. football pants get uh, see-through once you, once you get sweaty enough. Yeah, once you get sweaty enough. I mean, I used to go out and I went commando. I didn't wear anything underneath them. Um, yeah, so, hey, sometimes that's just the way it is. It's the way it is. It's the way it is, man. Sometimes you might see a little too much out there. If you're looking, if you're looking at hard, you're going to see, you may see something that you don't want to see. Or maybe you do want to see. Maybe you do want to see. Is, hey, whatever floats your boat. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. There's something wrong with that, Ron? Is there anything wrong with under uh, see-through underwear or see-through uh, pants? I don't know. You can uh, wear. You're supposed to wear like the spandex. You know what I mean? Like the spandex shorts yeah, with them. But some shorts under some guys go commando. Like I played commando. I major major was a commando guy. Some guys go commando. Baseball, you wear because you, you wear stuff. You usually wear sliding pants. Yeah, and you should wear you, a cup. And a, well, no, right? No. Guys don't wear cups in, catchers in baseball. Do. Catchers do for sure. Man, I, that thing, that baseball going at speed. Toward me, I guess you got a lot of faith in your ability, your hand-out coordination, because yeah, I'd be wearing you, the cup. You, I can't take a chance. All players who run, you'll, you'll wear sliding pants, because then when you slide on that dirt, you don't want the raspberries, right? So oh, you wear yeah, those, those, those are horrible. Yeah. You get those in football on the turf, too. Ooh, those hurt like hell when you amazing. get in the shower. Oh. I was always amazed at the beer league softball guys that were coming out there in their shorts would be sliding. Like, what, what you doing? What are you doing, man? What are you doing, man? 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> a little too competitive. We'll be back. Hook them up with Ian Rodby.